Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Willie. Uh, Gojo. Today we're going to be talking about some trailers in the trailer ticker. We also <gasps> got a little bit of film news. And finally we're going to do a full review. Well, a partial review. Yeah, of, it's actually not a full review this time. Of Netflix's Daredevil. We're going to be talking about general thoughts and then we're going to go into spoiler territory for the first eight episodes of the show because I am a slacker and didn't get the show finished. This weekend. That's a lot of Daredevil for one it weekend. Is. It is. So I did it in two days, brah. Fifty yeah. <laughs> percent of the table did their homework. If I didn't have so much crap going on this weekend, I probably would have done it. But before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Let us know what you think of the show or the things that we talk about at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine. Two four eight seven three three five six three six is where you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail, we might talk about it. Um and yeah, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can go, and a small portion of your order will come to us with no cost to you. So, zero. Yeah, well, zero cost to you. Except Other, for what you're paying yeah. for the stuff you're buying. No, no additional cost. No additional cost. So please I do that. Sit the lawyers on us here. Support the Midwest <laughs> Podcast Network. We can make our shows better and more plentiful. And we can buy a candy and fake heads. <laughs> yes. We can, we'll buy movie memorabilia and take pictures of it and put it on our Instagram. For yeah, yeah, buy a ton of stuff on Amazon so we can buy Christopher Plummer's decapitated head <laughs> yeah. from the great film Dracula 2000. Don't, don't buy that on Amazon. Yeah, don't tell them it's out there because then we can't buy it. So buy anything that isn't that yeah. on Amazon, please. Stay, steer clear of that. It's but, not Prime eligible, though. So That's true. <laughs> that uh, discourages me from 100% of Amazon purchases. <laughs> for some, I, need it, I need it in two days. <laughs> Um, we are also giving away a copy of the It Follows soundtrack. What? And in order to be eligible for that, I would like you to go on Instagram or Twitter and share a picture or something from your favorite horror film. Uh, we will pick a winner next week, and I will DM you the code to get it. So, just... um, I'm going to dress up as the ring girl and take a picture of myself. Okay. But I'm ineligible since I'm on the podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right. For the spirit. I, I want to see this. Do you have a wig and Shitty a wig? No, Shitty wig no, and moo I don't. I can provide the wetness. <laughs> I can't. Gojo always with the wetness. Trailer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Gojo will also need to start a Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, that's true. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. At Gojo, though, you could probably claim it. I don't know. I think I think the the soap company Gojo yeah. probably has its own Twitter account. It's possible. Are they that hip? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that that pumice gets stains out. Duh. <laughs> yeah, they. I, I like their 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 product. Yeah, yeah, that's a good product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on and get into the trailer ticker. So, uh, we've gotten a few trailers this week. First of which I think we should talk about is probably Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I did not watch this trailer. Mm-mm. Because I don't watch any trailers, Mm-mm. which is why I haven't watched the next two. For except sure. for yeah, except for two out of the three that we we're about to yeah. cover. But uh, what did you guys think of Ant Man, Nick? I like it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm glad I've held firm in my belief that this will be a good movie. Okay, I feel a little bit relieved still. Uh, it's good. It's it's definitely lighter than the first one yeah first one go is a little heavy and it's got like two like lighthearted moments but overall it's a little bit like it's got a little more like darkness to it okay but this one uh is definitely a little more fun and it, it needs to be for sure i think it they need to get out in front of the notion that ant-man is a really goofy idea it's gonna be hard for a lot of people to, to get behind yeah so i think that they're directly addressing that concern with this trailer and um it's good. I'm looking forward to it even more now. I think you walked out of the first trailer wishing there was more action. Do you feel like that's been sated a bit? Did I walk out of the first trailer thinking that? I think I so. think I did. I think you're right that I thought that. Uh, in thinking that, you were correct. <laughs> the 
<laughs> I think. There, yeah. I, I, I think. Yeah, this one has, has definitely a lot more action. Okay. Which is cool. Um, and a lot, mm, it kind of introduces the power set a little bit and kind of gives you an idea of how he's going to be learning the applications of this. Because really, I mean, it, it's widely, he's one of those characters where it's really up to the imagination of the character to, to be like, how can I apply this outrageous power? Yeah. And it seems like they're, they're kind of getting into that for sure. So okay. it's cool. The action looks awesome. Cool. So I can't, I'm, I'm really excited now. All right. Willie, Ant-Man? Uh, looks great. Yeah. It looks great. Um, it's uh, proof that nobody knows as well what makes Marvel characters as cool as Marvel does. I mean, yeah. like they, they clearly, I mean, I'd be surprised if they didn't, but they understand the characters. They understand why the characters have had the longevity they've had. And Ant-Man's one of them. I mean, Ant-Man's never been the most popular superhero, but then again, neither was Iron Man before the movie. So I think it's it could be a really, really cool jumping off point um, in terms of furthering what they did with guardians okay um i mean it's a very different movie i think uh, I, i'm assuming it's gonna be a very different movie than guardians but it's it's similar in the sense that we're we're taking characters that are really not they don't have a lot of publicity or, or exposure to most people and they're showing people why comics are cool and why these superheroes are cool and that it's not just three or four characters from each company that can be cool so it's, I'm excited about it. I hope it does for Ant-Man what Iron Man did for Iron Man, what uh, Winter Soldier did for Cap, you know, really gets him into the uh, the zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I really hope I really hope we, we see this movie succeed, and I hope it continues to further along Marvel's uh, bold choices in terms, <clears throat> of, in terms of what characters they're picking. All right. Yeah. If anybody out there likes comic books, by the way, as well, uh, pick up the current Ant-Man series. It's only on issue four right now, and it is so good. Super readable. Any- Scott Lang's in the room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anybody can pick it up and read it, and it's it's a blast. So hopefully the movie's as good or better. Cool. Gojo, Ant-Man thoughts? I thought we were going to be talking about Destiny. <laughs> wrong podcast. Wrong, oh, it's the wrong podcast. Well, no, we're not allowed to talk about it on that one. So we, that's we, true. I no, we we're starting here. a new one. Okay, Midwest Destiny nerds. Okay, all right. check first episodes out now. Has Has Destiny become the Joss Whedon of the Midwest Game Nerds podcast? <laughs> no, it's where <laughs> it gets mentioned every surpassed even that. I think it's worse yeah. than that because it's just like we could do twenty minutes on Destiny every episode, but it's been okay as of late because I think you could us... you could stitch together all the Destiny talk that you guys talked about so far, and you've probably got two episodes. Mm-hmm. That's Definitely. funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, so, sorry, I ruined the podcast. Um, uh, so I liked it. I really liked the Ant-Man trailer. Um, I was, if anybody was in the camp like, like I was, that with all the trouble this movie has been through production wise, it's going to be a hot mess. This really, it's really a very, it seems very cohesive. It seems like they've really got uh, a solid platform for this movie. It makes, um, yeah, it seems, it seems like it's pretty together. Um, and it's, yeah, all the, everything. Uh, Nick and Willie said it's yeah it's uh, the action's cool the the comic beats you get are really cool and um, Paul Rudd certainly helps with that I mean he could make just about anything funny pretty much yeah. um, so uh, no I yeah I actually have a lot more faith in this movie now oh, well I actually have faith I didn't really have much <laughs> up yeah. until recently uh, so yeah I'm actually really excited for this now so right. it did its job cool all right next up on the trailer ticker. We have Terminator Genesis Trailer 2 came out, and this is a special request for one Tim Long. He wanted us to talk about it this week. Uh, Willie, what did you think? It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it wasn't. It, it's making me... It's making me long for Terminator Salvation, <laughs> which is not good. Ouch. No, it, it doesn't look good. And the, uh, nothing, the, literally nothing I've seen from this movie looks good, and that's unfortunate. It seems like it's going more... It looks a lot like Terminator 3. Am I the yeah. only person that gets that vibe? It looks like... Ter- like The look of the movie is very Terminator 3. And I think one of the bummers about that is there was a grunge and a grit to Terminator 1 and 2, especially 1. Um, and, 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 and even Salvation, there's parts of it that are... It's hard to not be gritty when you take place in the universe that that does. But... This lacks all the Terminator 3 lacked any sort. It was too shiny and too there was too much sheen on the whole thing and it felt too polished. There wasn't enough of that that really kind of dark and nasty look to the movie. And this feels almost worse than that. 
was, in terms of that. that's one of my big things is the look of the movie. It doesn't look like what I want from a Terminator movie in terms of the aesthetic. And then you add the plot stuff that's going on there, and I just don't get it. I I don't I don't know how with all the avenues you could take. <laughs> you took the one that goes off a cliff. <laughs> it's it's. For, I'm one of those people that believes that the Terminator series can continue without John Connor or Kyle Reese or Sarah Connor as central characters. I understand the hesitation to do that. It's the same thing as hesitating to include uh, Ripley in an Aliens movie, you know. But I think it's totally doable, and I think it should be tried. Um, I think there's a lot of really cool... I mean, there's tons of Terminator comics and, and video games and expanded universe stuff. And I'm not saying you'd have to draw from that necessarily, but I think that's proof that you can continue a franchise like this without what has so far been the central core cast. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bummer. I, I you know, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I, I'm just, I don't think, I don't expect anything out of this series at this point anymore. I think we got our two great sci-fi action movies and that's probably good enough. It's probably more than we deserve. So <laughs> yeah. All right. This ain't going to be it. Nick, your thoughts, Terminator? It's the opposite of the Ant-Man trailer. Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, I was never as excited for this. I was never really excited for this like I was for Ant-Man initially, but this made me actually not want to spend money on it. <laughs> this is a really bad trailer. Yeah. It's a... Like, a okay. <clears throat> a good trailer is one thing. Like, the Ant-Man trailer might be really good, but the movie might still be kind of bleh. But... Oof. This is just a terrible trailer. Like, if you can't even cut together an okay trailer, your movie's probably really bad. And it it suffers I mean, from all the things I don't like about trailers. All of it. L- loud sounds for no reason. Yeah. I mean, that, that trailer's so loud. Why? I, I think <laughs> I think John Carter says hi, but... No, well, no, no. I'm not saying that... Why, are you yeah. saying the trailer was bad? Uh, yeah, they weren't particularly good. They weren't bad, though. They I was interested. I didn't get my ass... That wasn't my ass in the seat. Like, I don't know. I thought it was okay, but it was also in- different. It was original. This is not like like Willie said. It feels like Terminator Three. Like the movie kept going. <laughs> it never. In, in many ways, it still is. I guess. Like it's you. it's pretty suck. Uh, this is like the most meat headed trailer I've ever seen. It's like it's for the lowest common denominator <laughs> possible. It is just. Um, <laughs> Here is it. Basically, the trailer is here is the plot of our movie. Here is like the whole story, and here is most of the really big action sequences. It's like if you don't actually want to pay money to see the movie, but you're kind of curious about it, just watch the trailer, and I think you'll get everything you need out of it. Um, it's just it's so like yeah, it's like they tried just tried to condense the movie and said this is what we're gonna give you, um, and it it well yeah, it's not good. I'm a little but. bummed that they revealed the uh, they, they reveal something in this trailer. If you don't want to know anything about Terminator Genesis going into it, I almost regret watching this one because there's something that I don't want to know about Jason Clark's character that happens. Yeah, yeah. that that would have made well, me sit up in my seat a little bit watching this movie in the theater. On the other hand, yes, this trailer is an absolute mess, but I'm still kind of excited for this movie. I interesting. Kind of, I do want to see it. I feel like it's one of those things where the trailer is really terribly and poorly put together but the movie might not be a mess it, it might, might not, not be I, I feel like this could be like uh like going to see the, the latest like friday the 13th or something is you don't care what's happening to anyone or you don't care what the story is as long as what happens is fun to watch uh this could the story the characters all that could just be a mess but the action might be fun um maybe i don't know it could yeah. also suck but I mean, as yeah. long as you don't go in expecting a respectable uh, installment in the Terminator franchise, maybe you will not hate your life afterwards. Well, and and in light of recent events, I think there might be a there's a potential for a Langella in this movie, but <laughs> we'll see. No, no, well, maybe Who knows? you don't think so. I haven't seen enough yet. <laughs> I, I will say this: I think the uh, if I remember right, the first trailer, the reception was pretty lukewarm all around. No, I was still excited for it. No, yeah, no, the no. First I mean, I mean, was okay. In general, I think I think the internet reception, oh, nobody was okay. losing their minds over it or anything. No. And I almost wonder if they felt like they had to throw a lot more in this one. Maybe. And that's why this, this one is so action-heavy and plot-heavy at the same time. But the problem is if, you're, if the attempt was to salvage uh, 
what you had already released and make up for it, then they didn't do a terribly good job, there in was, my opinion. There was some movie where there was a really, really horrendous trailer, but we really liked the movie. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens. I'm not saying it won't, but... I can think of the opposite. <coughs> Wolf, the Wolverine, Wolverine Origins yeah. had great trailers, and that, that movie was... That, yeah. one, that one usually comes I up. I think the problem with this trailer is, I mean, <clears throat> if a trailer is put together poorly, if it doesn't have a good good pacing or, like really great shot choices. That's one thing, but there's nothing interesting about this trailer. Even like the big twist that we're all not talking about. It's not really interesting. It's just annoying. And it feels like bad fan fiction to me. <laughs> and all the set pieces look, the, they look like leftovers from Terminator three for real. Like there's, there's nothing original in this trailer at all. There's not even like a big action moment that I'm like, Whoa, that's cool. And there's a couple big action moments, yeah, but they look terrible. They look like crap CG, and it just it I, looks bad. It looks I like, feel like you were a little bit <clears throat> titillated by the future stuff in the first trailer. I was until yeah. this trailer. Until this one? Okay. <laughs> now I, I know wanted, what's happening, and I, I could not be less interested. <laughs> I wanted to check in on that. I will say, what's, what's, whoever was playing Sarah Connor, uh, it's usually... The trailer is too early to judge someone's acting capability. <laughs> she was awful in this trailer. Good God. She's, she's great on Game of Thrones. Really? Opinion, okay. But. Well, she left it there. Apparently, she, she <laughs> might. Yeah, she might not be getting much to work with no. in this movie. She'll she'll so. find it on her way to the bank, I guess. Is this an Alan Taylor joint? It yes. is. <laughs> Those are going well. Well, let's see. If we look at his one, I'd say it's exactly what Gojo predicted. The action's really cool. The plot is kind of non-existent. So, yeah. Well, all right. Okay. Enough on that yep. one, I suppose. We spent way too much time on Terminator. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, there you go, Tim. Happy birthday. Uh, I wish you were here to make light of it somehow. Yeah. Um, finally, in the trailer ticker, we have True Detective Season 2. Mm-hmm. A trailer has been released. Season 2 is going to air June 21st, I think. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Uh, Gojo, did you watch Season 1? No. No? I have almost nothing to add to this part of the conversation. <laughs> That's all right. Except that uh, Rachel McAdams is on, like, top three Hollywood crushes. So Awesome. Nice. She looks pretty yeah. good in the trailer. Yeah, and she's know? got, like, no makeup, and still, I'm like... <laughs> she's got the whole... She's yeah. got the tough police woman going yeah. on. Awesome. Yeah. Willie? I mean, I, I... I guess here's the thing. The trailer's not that good. I mean, by... I mean, it's not... It's just kind of random clips of stuff, you know. It's not, like, it's not much of a trailer. It's not much of a trailer. It's it's seems like more like a hype reel, you know, that they set to some music. Jesus. Which it's the kind of trailer yeah. that I wish every trailer was. Right? No, and I mean, it's that's not a bad <laughs> thing. I, I I shouldn't say it's not good. It's just it's not really a trailer, um, and that's fine. I mean, it it's got me excited because I already was, and I would have been unless it looked like Terminator Genesis. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm curious to see how the what the marketing is for this because I think the marketing for the first season was really good. They started really early and they kind of put the poster out there with Woody that's, and that's well. That's the thing is that the marketing on that we saw we saw a trailer for that a year ahead of time. Yeah, like they first started airing the the like basically the in some of the intro shots of True Detective with Game of Thrones the season before True Detective started. So now we've got a very condensed, like, this is only a few months ahead of time. I vastly prefer this approach. Yeah. No, it's good. I, it, it's good. I feel like this, this, the point of this is basically just to let you know it's coming. And yeah. the, that fact alone is just going to get you excited. They don't, need to, they don't need to throw people out of helicopters flying through other helicopters <laughs> to get you excited for this film. To this, for this. I mean, it's just the name opposed. recognition alone. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts on Trudix season two? I'm very excited. Yeah. I think the trailer's perfect. It's just moody. It's just what I expected. Good music. Good music, yeah. Like kind of a hallmark of, of True Detective so far. Yeah. Great musical selection. It's that T-Bone Burnett. People, people staring at each other intensely. <laughs> Cops, villains, and then the final shot is so awesome. It's perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect little bit of creepy with... Uh, yeah, it's great. I think it's perfect. I'm a fan of the Taylor Kitsch that's in the trailer. Are you? I am. I well, didn't that. see that coming. Shocking. Yeah. Wow. No, everybody's shocked by that. I really actually the thing that, that I'm happiest about is Vince Vaughn. He looks he looks good. He I looks think, like he fits. <laughs> well, I think everybody is just like I don't know. I think it's a very interesting cast that they've put together. 
It's not that nobody nobody's like on the nose like this is who I would have picked except for maybe Colin Farrell, but he looks awesome. Well, yeah, well, he looks yeah. like Don Johnson like now. Yeah, so he looks good. Well, I I would say just from the the first season having Woody Harrelson in like exactly. a, like a dramatic mm-hmm. role, I, I was kind of an eyebrow raiser for me, and I totally so yeah well, they. they Make and interesting casting choice. Just McConaughey signing on for like an eight episode TV series was like yeah. both of them. It was like what the hell. So I think they've yeah. maybe done it again with the cast. Like it just it's very interesting. We so. just need. To, I, I hope Owen Wilson shows up so we can have a wedding crashers reunion. <laughs> That'd be we got two good. out of three. So here's hoping. <laughs> Maybe 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 Will Ferrell can be a true detective next season. Wouldn't <laughs> that be? What if this is his like straight turn? And right, he, he just, stretches yeah. into like he just totally oh, goes God. serious. He goes like it? Donnie Wahlberg in Sixth Sense, and he just brings it. Really <laughs> brings it. I feel like nobody would. It, it no, just can't I don't be think, done. I don't think he can escape the shroud of of comedy that he is. Yeah. Guys, I'm joking. I'm not. No, serious. but I'm, I'm okay. just, I think it's a legitimate question. No, I, th- I think I think it's one of those things. Uh, it's funny. I was listening to a review of the Poseidon Adventure, the original Poseidon Adventure today. I'm listening to awesome. some podcasts. Yeah, and I, I'm a huge fan of that film. I haven't seen it in years. I want to rewatch it. But uh, they were talking about how uh, Leslie Nielsen's in the film. Mm-hmm. And this is back when he was a dramatic actor because that's what yep. he started as. And how, But still, they now, like any scene he's in, you, you, you feel like his lines are a joke because it's it's Leslie well, because Nielsen. the the delivery never changed. Right, uh, it didn't. It's just, yeah. just the writing. Yeah. yeah, it's just they put the same like performance in a in a sillier movie, and yeah. So that was Leslie Nielsen's thing. He was just so good at the dry that it just translates perfectly when he's doing when he's being serious. You can't tell. Yeah. Right. So yeah, Will Ferrell would probably be the same problem. He'd, yeah. I actually just read uh, recently that. The reason Leslie Nielsen is so good in Airplane is because he didn't think any of it was funny. I guess, I guess he didn't. He didn't think any of the jokes were any good, That's and so beautiful. they said that he just started reading them that way. And like when they were rehearsing or whatever, and and or somehow it ended up just being the perfect storm of him just a either not getting it or not thinking it was funny and be the directors being like do more of that like that that's what makes you so good that's amazing so so that's post police fu- police no, squad, no. Isn't it? this that's was before this was, airplane is pre yes. that was his first comedic alpha nielsen yeah that's, i think so that's before naked yeah. gun yes okay because then those guys went on to make the naked gun films and they were like i thought i thought the, the files police, police squad I, the, I think that was i think that was in between Really? Naked yeah. Gun and, and Interesting. Airplane. Airplane's early. That's like 83 or something, or 81. We could mm. use internet. N- no, that's not possible. I'm going to look it up. Right now, guys, don't stop. And then no. he made... Airplane uh, is 1980. But oh, when's, when's the Police Squad TV uh, show? 87, probably. Hold on. 82. 82? Yeah. So it okay. was after. What year was Honestly, he in Creep Show? Naked Gun was 88. What about Spy Hard? Mm-hmm. What about Surf Ninjas? Who wrongfully I've accused? Only, only got two thumbs, guys. Repossessed. <laughs> I really want to know the answers to these questions. We can do it. We're just but. naming Leslie Nielsen movies now. <laughs> Dracula uh, dead and loving it. Yeah. Well, that's our time for the episode. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to, no, talk about Leslie Nielsen more. Tweet us your favorite <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Please movie. tweet the Midwest Leslie Nielsen <laughs> nerds podcast. To a decapitated Leslie Nielsen head prop from. Oh, too soon. Dracula dead and loving it. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> That Dracula was when he died. Though that was so funny because I remember somebody just tweeted the cover of Dracula Dead and loving it, and I laughed. I was Aww. like, he, he would laugh. <laughs> Even in death, he makes us laugh. Yes, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. R.I.P. Baby. R.I.P. All right, and then I did have one quick news note that we got dropped on us today, just before uh, recording. Actually, <laughs> Michelle McLaren has apparently left Wonder Woman due to creative differences. Uh, I'm bummed. I'm pretty sad. Like some of her episodes of Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones are some of the best episodes of television that I've ever watched, and I was excited to see her make the jump to motion pictures, films as they are. It's so, a bummer. She's very talented. Yeah. Um, it'll be weird to see if they if they wind up going with a a male director replacement if there's yeah. a lot of backlash from people. Yeah. I know there was a little bit of that. Um, with I hate to bring it up again, but Thor two, yeah, because Patty Jenkins was on that for a little bit. Yep, and I know uh, Natalie Portman wasn't so pleased, but same with the, well, we weren't very pleased with her. So <laughs> <laughs> same with and Jane. By we, I mean me. But. Jane got a gun. <laughs> that, yeah. Is that still happening? It still exists. Wow, wow. It comes it's, out this year. Yeah, that was like that was like 
episode five of the podcast or something we were talking <laughs> about was, how awesome jane's got a gun is gonna be yeah i'm pretty certain we started talking about that like the cusp of 2012 2013 so, so that should be our last review ever right because yep. it's followed us that's, over the course of the, our podcasting careers <laughs> yeah. it comes out in 2021 you, you walk away on the first on, on the first two minutes of uh recording <laughs> nick thoughts uh, i don't i don't really care yeah. uh, i think it might be a bad decision it might be i mean it might be good it might be bad I'm kind of learning to take director departures in in stride a little bit because I think that there's a lot of them lately and very high profile, and I'm really curious to see how they start panning out. Patty Jenkins may have made a better Thor two than Alan Taylor. I, I don't think it would have been terribly difficult, but she may have made a worse Thor two. So that's true. And and the politics are really interesting too. Like Edgar Wright leaving Marvel, obviously it's been much documented and talked about, and I wonder. Based on the trailer, uh, it seems like Peyton Reed's got a pretty good hold on it, so the movie might be fine. And I remember upon more time thinking that I was kind of glad Wright departed, actually, because his only superhero work so far is Scott Pilgrim, and I don't really like it. So for me personally, maybe it will work out for the best. But Michelle McLaren, yeah, she's a very talented director, but maybe uh, creative differences is really, it's a really annoying way for someone to leave a movie because it's like the impeding traffic of... Leaving movies, that's, it that's, can mean anything, and that's it might catch all. Yeah, it might just, not even be true. Like maybe she straight up was like, "I'm gonna suck at directing a superhero movie," or DC will be like, "Man, you're gonna suck." Or maybe she's like, "Hey, I hate the direction you guys really want to go. I got to bounce." Like it, it could, it mean, could be anything. It could be anything. So it's like, it's, it's like scheduling con. Yeah, exactly. Scheduling conflicts or or creative differences are just annoyingly vague. Yeah, I want the dirt. Sounds like one of those things we could hear more about in like yeah maybe a year. I just hope it's a good movie. Yeah. I don't, you know, I want someone who's going to direct it who's going to have a good vision for it because it's definitely one of those characters that needs to be handled with care, kind of like mm-hmm. Batman again. Yeah, so. that's their first solo film because it's Batman v Superman, then Suicide Squad, then Wonder Woman. I think Squid Squad, well, Squad, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. I mean, Reserve technically, Man of Steel was the first, but well, yeah, but that doesn't count. Screw Superman; he can't have his own movie. That's their first like non. Batman or Superman led super, well no Green Lantern movie Never mind. ever <laughs> yeah. sorry I'm yeah. just gonna stop nope. talking now Green Lantern yep Zack Snyder will just Whoops. scoop up Wonder Woman too <laughs> yeah just probably direct everything he'll do that and then he'll do just man League. his house would get burned down if he scooped up Wonder Woman man so many people would be so mad <laughs> those are nerds you wouldn't be able to stop that <laughs> that echelon of nerd you can't reason with <laughs> I don't know maybe uh, Martin Campbell Let's see what he's doing. Alan Taylor. Yeah, Alan Taylor. (laughs) Director duo Alan Taylor and Martin Campbell. I mean, Martin Campbell's a good director. Green Lantern's a bad movie. He's (laughs) he's a good director, so he's got some some grand slams under his belt, which is more than I could say for Alan Taylor. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that leads us to... Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner, yeah. So we're going to be reviewing (laughs) Brett Ratner on today's show. A plus, guys. Tower Heist, A plus. Um, <laughs> no, we're on to our review of Marvel's Daredevil, which is on Netflix, at least in the United States. I don't know if it's globally released yet for Netflix. Probably. I think so. But, I think um, UK has it. I would think they all will. Cause they're Netflix is moving towards a global. All Netflixes have the same content. Smart. And, uh, there is I, one Netflix. I would imagine that Netflix. I don't know. I suppose there is localization time required, but Sky Netflix. <laughs> oh man! So show's going wildly off the rails. <laughs> You're welcome. Just like the Terminator trailer. This off the rails brought to you by Midwest Game Nerds podcast. <laughs> Uh, so Daredevil season one now on Netflix uh, synopsis on IMDb says a blind lawyer with his other senses superhumanly enhanced fights crimes as a con- costumed superhero spoiler <laughs> so uh, weird spoiler for the first minute of the show <laughs> damn it uh, the show was directed by many different directors so I won't go through that list but it stars Charlie Cox Deborah Ann Wool, Eldon Henson Vincent D'Onofrio Toby Leonard Moore and more people Bob Bondi, Curtis, Toby Leonard, more people. Scott Glenn, <laughs> Scott Glenn, Scott Glenn, uh, Bob Gunton, Alet Zur. I kind of just want to do a Scott Derson. Glenn episode of the podcast. Yeah, just Scott Glenn stick, but we'll get there. Bonus episode, Scott Glenn stick. So we can talk about that one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 
Uh, so, like I said, our spoiler section will cover episodes one through eight. But for now, we're staying in pre-spoilers. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on Marvel's Daredevil TV show? Uh, well, <clears throat> for some brief uh, background, I watched all 13 episodes, as did Gojo. Yeah. Alex, you made it through eight. one through eight. Willie? Uh, uh, ten. All right, so Willie's almost there. Well, I saw episode there. ten. Yeah, I Just skipped ahead. Skipped ahead. <laughs> I heard that was the real high point. So, um, that said, I really love the first half of the series. I think through episode six, it's spectacular. Okay, it's ten out of ten, exquisitine. Uh, episode seven is a very excellent kind of transition episode. It feels like the feels like the glue between the two halves of the season, and then eight is kind of like. Eight almost kind of leads into the final chunk. So it's a strangely structured show. Um, I do do like it a lot. I think it's really well-directed, especially the first handful of episodes. They they move along at just lightning speed, and you just want to watch and watch and watch and learn and absorb everything about this world. And it's very... It looks great. It sounds great. It's really well-acted, except for Eldon Hansen, but he does get better. Uh, Charlie Cox crushes the role of Matt Murdock. He's soup... He's... He's... The perfect Daredevil. And I remember when he got cast, I kind of made a face like this. And I was like, eh. I wasn't a, I wasn't like, no, outright. <laughs> but I wasn't like, oh, that's flawless. I was like, that's just weird. Like the skinny guy from Stardust? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, he, he nails it. He's very, very good. Uh, I think it's one of the better things Marvel has ever made. I think it, it leaves a lot of their movies in the dust. Uh, it has a really compelling villain, which is one of their weaker points, I think, as a conglomerate, <laughs> whatever you want to call them now. Uh, I think it does lose focus probably in the mid to like middle of the end point. Again, it's kind of hard to define, especially when you blitz through it, Yeah, which is something I do want to talk about at a later juncture as to whether or not these episode dumps are a good idea, a good way to watch a show, because I don't think they are. Uh, <clears throat> but I think it comes around in the end, and it it ends it ends pretty well. It, it doesn't quite stick the landing, but it's pretty good. Stick. But, huh. uh, oh! uh, overall, Favorite. though, it's I'd say it's like a it's like a nine out of ten. It's it's really pretty damn good, especially right. for for the first step into this territory for them. It sets a stupidly high bar for the remaining series. So that Jessica Jones. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in it for sure because they yeah. they did this so well and they made a lot of the parts I wanted about this to be really good like a lot of you know getting away from the action and all that like the the interpersonal relationships and the dialogue and there are some really riveting conversations in this series and it's very adult and it's really nice to watch like grown ups as Tim would say watch grown ups talk about grown up things and, <laughs> and use swear words and like be mad and like want to kill people like that's that's great like it's nice that they're not shying away from that and so it makes me excited for the future installments and i have a feeling though i'm gonna start watching their movies and be like man this is kid shit (laughs) let's get back to the shows yeah i just want them to be like to announce like okay daredevil's a smash hit we got to start working on season two right now we got to start working on season two of all these shits and just because they have potential here to, to really stretch these characters out for, you know, you could have five seasons of Daredevil, and I think people would watch it. Yeah. So, All that's right. That's good. Willie, your thoughts on Daredevil? <clears throat> um, I really liked it. Well, I mean, what I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> what I've watched has been nice. <laughs> no, um, I was I was really hoping for it to be kind of its own thing, and and not that I didn't want it to exist within the the larger Marvel universe they've set up so far, which it does. I mean, there are there are little bits that reference some of the other stuff, but without wasn't agents of shield level, at least early agents of shield level where it was like any opportunity to make a comment about uh, iron man was taken. Mm -hmm. Um, most of, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Most of the stuff in this show, when they, when they do reference things feels organic. Yeah. It doesn't feel forced. There might be one or two moments where I was like, where he, you know somebody makes a comment like you're not Captain America, <laughs> and I'm like okay, come on guys. But it, for the most part, it's it's pretty pretty responsible. Solid. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't go too overboard with that. Um, Responsibly and, referenced. Yes. Um, 
the other thing I wanted from it, on top of being separate a little bit from that stuff, is is the tone to be darker and a lot more. I really, I in the same way that the comics, this tackles a very dark, nasty, grimy core of the Marvel universe. I wanted the show to do the same. And they've been emulating the comics with these movies in such, in, in such a big way that I expected that. And I, I, it delivered. I will say that there, are, there might even be moments in this show that go a little too far. And I don't normally want to say that because I'm not a censor and I, I like my stuff gritty. And maybe if this was a Punisher show, I'd be a little mm. less apt to say this stuff. But it's a little... There's moments where I'm like, all right back it off a little there's moments where it feels like they know how much they can get away with and they're maybe flaunting it a little bit okay and i don't let's nothing, talk about it in spoiler terry for yeah sure, sure. There, yeah. there are violent moments that maybe get a little too violent uh, it is still daredevil and it should still be at least marginally accessible to a, a younger audience i wouldn't let a little kid watch it even if it wasn't as violent no. as it is but maybe a teen some even teens i'm like i don't know there's some rough stuff anyway but um all the performances are great. Uh, Nick, did you mention D'Onofrio? No. Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah. Wow. What a what a resurrection, sir. <laughs> I didn't watch you much on uh, Law & Order. I heard you were nice, but you... <laughs> he's getting back into, like, Full Metal Jacket level awesome. Mm. And I really... it's What's funny is you can actually see elements of that character in, yeah. in the kind of uh, informing the... The Kingpin character. And I was going to say best since uh, Edgar, right? Yes. He's great in that. In Not Edgar Black. Right. He really is. He's great. <laughs> He's great as as the Edgar suit yes. in um, Men in Black. Gojo described his performance as Kingpin flawlessly. What's I that? I to look it up. I did? Oh, yeah. He's, I oh, mean, good. for, for me, he feels, he feels like... Exa- he, movies. He's, I've heard some people complain that he's, he's a quote-unquote whiny and he's kind of a little bitch and all this stuff. I'm like, no, he's not. No. You're reading it right. I feel, I feel like that's reading it completely wrong. And we'll get more into his character as we go into spoilers. But sure. I will say, I like the performance. I like that he plays him like this damaged child, <laughs> but one that has so much influence and power that there, it's a thousand times scarier than any adult mob, mob boss would ever be because he's like this little angry kid. Yeah. And I like that. <clears throat> Yeah. What's the what's the quote, Nick? Well, Gojo and I texted pretty heavily over the course of the show, and I we especially about Ben Urich, which I'm sure we'll talk about. If if I was going to mention anybody, it would be him. He's he's a superstar. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I said D'Onofrio never fails to be unsettling, and Gojo said so good. He's terrifying and also fascinatingly awkward. <laughs> and I said he excels at that. Yeah. And then we talked a little bit more about. Whether they're not or not, that's in keeping with the classic incarnations of Kingpin. Okay, but it's uh, it's a really good way to describe it. He's fascinatingly, he's real fidgety, <laughs> and in a scary way because he's so big. Yeah, usually it's the small, squirrely, fidgety guys like Ben Mendelsohn that you're like, oh, that guy's sleazy, but <laughs> yeah. for such a yeah hulking beast of a man to be like twitchy, it freaks you out. Usually, you know, like, you'd expect a, a character or an actor like the the one who plays Wesley, his his kind of right hand man, to be. Slimy the one. slimy, squirmy, yeah. kind of socially awkward one, because he has more of that look. But that's what really freaks me out is that he he's the most powerful guy in the entire show, and he's like he can barely talk to yeah, people. Yeah, well, it's a great dynamic because Wesley's very cool and composed and predictable. Yeah. You know how he's going to react to a situation because he's clean, he's business, and he he is the facilitator who needs to be there to keep Wilson on on sket on course. He needs Wilson, to keep the kid on a leash. That's yes. I mean really he does. You know, I mean it's it's interesting. The dynamic between those two is very cool and we can talk really about that good. too. But no, I I he's he's a standout for me. Probably the best performance in the show to be honest. I mean I love it. I really enjoyed everybody else, but he is Enough, man, yeah. he took he took a character who in the comics is is I I've always enjoyed the Kingpin and I always thought he was interesting. But they managed to stay true to the source material yet also make it a completely different and int- more more interesting character than I think was even portrayed in the comics. So I and I honestly Bravo. can't think of anybody else who could do it. Like D'Onofrio is such an obvious choice. I can't believe I never thought of it. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. He's he's great. He's perfect. Yeah, he's so very good. Yeah, no, I, he's he's a standout. So yeah. All right. Gojo, your thoughts on Daredevil. Yeah. Um mostly just gonna be re re saying some of the things uh, <laughs> these guys have already said. Um I I really had a I had an itch for like a grown up Marvel product um, because we had um, yeah I mean the second uh, like the second 
second wave. What are we calling those again? Phase two. Phase two. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they, they've all been, with the exception of Winter Soldier, they've all been very lighthearted. Yeah. Um, even when they're trying to be like serious, like Iron Man 3, trying to be serious, it, but it was still also trying harder to be funny. Yeah. Um, Thor 2 was just uh, a cartoon. Um, even Cap was, wasn't as heavy as I kind of wanted it, but it was the most heavy. And Guardians was, was just a lot of fun. So I, I, there's, more to, there's more to this universe than just the, the lighthearted superhero guys in capes flying around saving the day. Um, that You can have your lighter comic elements, and you can have your darker ones, and we just weren't getting any of that. So I really wanted something from that. And uh, I was kind of expecting it from the movies, and then I just never really thought, well, hey, maybe Daredevil's going to swoop in and scratch that itch, and it totally did. Yeah, it's 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 a brilliant show. I don't watch a lot of TV, and by that I mean I don't watch any TV. <laughs> um, so I don't really have anything to compare it. Like I don't watch any of the the higher caliber shows, like the Breaking Bad's or the the, the Game the, of Thrones, Game or... of Thrones, or you know any of the ones that are really you know popular for how good they are so i don't have anything to compare it to there but just it's you could you could remove the actual comic book character of daredevil uh you could just remove the license from this and just make it like a standalone if this weren't tied to anything it would be it would be just as good yeah um and that's the amazing thing is that it doesn't rely on i mean obviously it relies on the Source material. Yeah, the source material, but it doesn't rely on the license. Like, you don't need to see uh, Daredevil action every every 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd like to, but I mean, you don't need to. It's because the actual, the actual story they are telling in the moment is good enough, is more than good enough to, to keep me on for the ride. Um, and I, a lot of that, probably most of it, is from the acting, which is, all, across the board, amazing. Um, the one, the one exception is what's his face, Foggy. Um, he's he's not bad. He's I mean he's he's not he's not good really in the first couple episodes, but he does he does kind of step it up. Yeah. Um, but it's just I think everybody else is just so good that they just really outshine him and just kind of make him look less so. Um, and God, Den- yeah, D'Onofrio is impeccable. I mean, just just brings. Probably three or four characters worth of character to to his part. Um, he's he's amazing <laughs> he to watch the characters. <laughs> he just yeah, it's like he's big enough. There's just four other characters inside him. Um, but he's he's just yeah, like he's the angry little kid that they were they were saying. But he's also he's still also the crime boss who's trying to keep that angry little kid in. And you could see it in all his fidgeting. It's like he's he's fighting against his nature every time he's calm. And it's just anytime something snaps him out, it's terrifying because yeah. he's this angry little kid who is this huge, powerful man who could just destroy anyone and anything. And it's 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 horrifying. He's he's one of the one of the better Marvel characters we've seen so far. One Absolutely. of the deeper, uh, more involved. And he's he's every time he's on the screen, I just I just love watching him because even if you look at like his fingernails, it's clear he chews his fingernails. <laughs> it's like they're, they're grown out and they're like cracked. And it's, it's like, it's a nervous habit he has probably when nobody's watching and you, it's the level of attention, uh, D'Onofrio puts into his role is un, unreal. It's inspiring for, uh, one who is a star of stage and screen such as <laughs> I, um, his performance is, um, is it's great. Everyone else is too. Like every character in this show, there's there's not a bad character. There's not a wasted character. Everyone I like watching. It's yeah. I'm done. All right. Um. Yeah. So the first eight episodes, I'm liking what I'm seeing quite a bit. Uh, I don't really have too many complaints in terms of you know any of the story or acting. And I want to give Eldon Henson a little bit of credit because I think Foggy is a harder character to kind of pull off that kind of lighter foil to Matt. I think it's something that, cause we're so used to the kind of stoic hero in terms of the, the Matt Murdock kind of character, the guy who wants to do good and everything that somebody like foggy, if you don't have, like, I, I just think it takes a little bit of skill to it and, 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 Taking an episode or two to get into it, I think, is okay. And I think he does a good job after that. But 
Um, I was not expecting this to be as adult as it is, and I'm really, really happy that they went that route with these. And it does, as Nick said, it makes me so excited to see how um, Luke Cage is going to go and how Jessica Jones God, is going to go. Luke is probably going to be even darker. Yeah. You missed one. Well, he's not technically on the docket yet, but Iron Fist, when that comes out. Thank you. And the Defenders after that. I'm super excited for the Defenders now. To see everybody come together is going to be really, really cool. It's like, it's like, it's like the Avengers all over again, man. Yeah. It's, like, it's going to be, but it's going to be different. I don't know. It's, like, it's a good feeling. Like, I like that yeah. we're going to get to live that experience I like again. looking forward to what Marvel is doing <laughs> again. Honestly, yeah. Um, I think it's more interesting because Avengers is like, group of really insanely powerful guys that are going to go up against a, a bunch of aliens or some big mm-hmm. planet threatening force and they'll probably win in the end because they're really powerful guys but this is cool because the stakes are high and people get hurt and you don't know that victory is necessarily guaranteed because i mean matt gets the shit kicked out of him in this series a yeah. lot he loses more than he wins and it's uh it's kind of Tears me in two directions because I I know that Daredevil is more than capable of dismantling most of the guys he fights, but it, it's early. But I think that it, it's good for setting the the precedent that these guys are going to get knocked around a lot, especially in their in their formative years or year as uh, as it may be. So uh, I think that knowing that danger is is very real to these characters is going to be pretty cool yeah. to see, especially in the coming years. Um. I can't think of too much more that I want to say outside of spoiler Terry, but how do you feel about the music? Uh, I oh, haven't the haven't really noticed it, so it's not particularly spectacular, but it's not bad. The theme is good. Not yeah, not theme. not not even the intro music, but the little Daredevil theme that kind of yeah. cues up a couple times. It's very very sparse, but it jumps in in like three or four episodes at like key moments, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very good when it kind of kind of sneaks into the score. You're like, oh, all right, yeah, cool. And I did want to talk a little bit about Daredevil's fighting style. Like, I'm not somebody who's consumed a lot of Daredevil in anything. Like, my biggest exposure to Daredevil is probably anything that he did in the Marvel or the the Spider-Man 90s animated cartoon. And uh, same with with, like Kingpin. And um, it's really off-putting to me to watch him fight because he puts his whole body into it. Unlike any other Marvel fighter that we've really seen. And uh, I'm I'm kind of like sitting there watching this. I'm like, is he really, like? Does he really like fight like that? But he's he's daredevil. Like he's kind of like bouncy and 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 some of the kicks that he does. Like it, I, one of the things that I like the most about watching him fight is that it really looks like it takes everything out of him, and it's amazing. And just the way that he kind of throws his momentum around at his assailants is it's really interesting to me. So. I think choreography wise, it's really, really well done. Yeah, I like yeah. the the incorporation of the boxing into his fighting yeah. style. That's not really something that they ever really touched on in the comics that I'm aware of. That he would take that, you know, what he learned from his dad, and yeah, you know, they do. Um, Iron, Iron Fist talks about it actually. At one point. Okay, yeah, I didn't remember that, but he yeah, that was cool. That was cool, and and I I think that he's in the comics. He might be a little more acrobatic certainly than on the show. But A, he's still learning, and B, I think they're trying to hold back some of that for some of the, once he kind of becomes full-on daredevil, yeah. you know. All right. Um, I think this is a good place to stop and do some spoiler terror. I want to let everybody know that they should check back in maybe in a week or two. We might do a bonus episode on, like, the final five episodes just to, you know, wrap things up and see how we felt then. But stay tuned for spoiler terror for Daredevil Season 1. Here we are in Spoiler Terry for Daredevil. Better known as Stick Terry. <laughs> stick tuned. So we all know Gojo loves Stick. Does, do you guys not? No, no he's, he's pretty great. He's pretty good. Yeah. Stick was flawless. He's yeah. pretty damn great. Scott Glenn's a pretty... That's a ridiculously difficult role to cast, and they they absolutely nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could come off as so corny and so unbelievable. Uh, yeah, completely yeah. stupid. It does not come off as no. corny or unbelievable. It's no. totally, totally legit. And I want to say it was a really believable fight between two blind guys. 
Yeah, the choreography yeah. is very remarkable in that regard. Yeah. Not as good as the playground fight in the first in the Daredevil film. <laughs> well, but, that's kind of a high bar uh, there, yeah, really. Yeah, uh, but I mean, honest. yeah. Or the final fight in Daredevil, the movie where Michael Clark Duncan just kind of goes, <laughs> like a whole bunch. I just still haven't. Picks still haven't up. Oh, man, you've never seen it? You should watch it when you finish the, the uh, Netflix. Honestly, Colin Farrell as Bullseye is awesome. He's great. Yeah. He's, He's so great. good. Yeah. Okay, let's not talk about this anymore. <laughs> if they brought him back. Yeah, we just talk about the <laughs> right, spoilers right. for the movie. <laughs> spoilers for Daredevil I'm pretty 20, certain, whatever. I'm pretty certain we did that, though. I think you, yeah, you, you did it maybe. in a What We've Been Watching in like episode 10. <laughs> Probably, because we did watch the, the riff tracks of it. Yeah. Um, the tracking shot in season two is probably my favorite moment episode of the series. Two. Episode two. Next uh, from the future. Yeah, season two is real good too, guys. <laughs> Stick comes back. <clears throat> Did you see it right after you watched Fast and Furious 8? Mm-hmm. Directed by John Woo? Yeah, Daredevil's better. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the tracking shot at the end of episode two, season one, is really sweet. Mm-hmm. The the built-in cut points were almost more obvious than True Detective, so I initially thought it wasn't one shot, but they're saying it is. Yeah. So, well, Steven denied that he didn't know. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and everyone else was like, yeah, it totally is. So it may not actually be, but I like to think it is. Yeah. But uh, I definitely was watching it, going, all right, how? But it's uh, it's pretty <laughs> sweet. Yeah. I really that's the thing. Like the first, I feel like the first two, and maybe on through like the first three or four episodes, were really grimy. They dealt way heavy with like Daredevil is breaking everyone's arms. He's stabbing people in the eye. He's he's just mean asshole Daredevil who's going to get what he wants. And they really kind of get away from that uh, probably midway through the season and then beyond. And I kind of missed that element. And I missed the I know that eventually their sights, they aim their sights higher than just him mopping up the street scum. That's always, I think, the best aspect of Daredevil is when he's just on the streets, just breaking bones and, you know, making people scared of him. So we'll probably see more of that in season two. I think now that he he's a name, he has a name, he has a look, and people are going to know like, oh, this is Daredevil's turf. You know, we got to... Because when you read the books, like the fear is palpable from these criminals that are like, we do not want to get caught out at nighttime. Like worse than Batman. Because Batman will probably just punch you in the face really hard and then just tie you up by your ankles from a streetlight and the police will come get you. No, Daredevil will put you in the hospital <laughs> in a full body cast. And... uh I really loved that about the first few episodes of him just like, oh, man, it's just me and there's 20 guys with Uzis, but I don't care. I'm going to throw each one of them through a wall and it's going to be good. Like, I loved that aspect of it. I'm also just realizing that nobody talked about Bob Gunton during the non-spoilers and I feel really bad because he's so awesome. He's very good. (laughs) He's so good. He's a good owl. He is the best, like, whiny, wise-ass, just won't <laughs> shut up and do his job. He's so good. He's, being, he's being Bob Gunton prime right here. I know, because <laughs> I'm like, Bob Gunton, he's played, like, assholes before, but never ones that are so, like, just belligerent. I want to get under your skin. He was, yeah, he was just this cranky old fart <laughs> that was just... Oh, that should have gotten beautiful. out of the game, but hasn't yeah. for some reason. He's just Yeah, he's just tired of everything and everyone. He's like, ah, oh, God, I hate all this, but I'm making money. <laughs> he's really funny. He's pretty pretty brilliant. Um, I, I'm kind of remiss that there isn't more Daredevil vision in the show, at least in through episode eight. Like I really liked the, like in the episode where he's like, I see a world on fire and you get that glimpse of Rosario Dawson in that. It's not like I wanted every episode, but I feel like there would be some really poignant moments to like, just kind of point out this is what your hero is seeing right now. I, I would have liked, yeah, I would have liked a little more of that, but yeah. I really love what they did so much. I just love that everything involving his senses was just a series of, like, neat little camera tricks. Yeah. Uh, it just, it made it a little more, it brought it a little more down to earth. Yeah. Uh, whereas if we're seeing the, the Daredevil vision all the time, it would it would make it feel a little more like a superhero instead of just an actual exactly. heavy drama tale of, of a vigilante, you know? But um, the the stuff with the I forget which episode it is, but the one where they are in the courtroom, it is like his powers, quote unquote, are flawlessly hand, handled. Like him knowing that uh, Wesley's walking in the room because he can hear that particular watch, watch yep. and he's listening to the jurors to be like, "Oh God, they're hung. They can't. They can't." And so it's that is so really well done, and I'm glad that they don't need to rely on the Daredevil vision. But I kind of wish that they. Highlighted like a few select moments. I think like... we'll probably get more of it in the future. Okay. I, I think it's 100% a good decision because it, like Gojo said, it kind of grounds it a little more. Yeah. And it, I think, pushes away from the first, from the movie, because the movie had tons of scenes with that. Okay. And this this interpretation of Daredevil handles it way better because the movie was very, like, treated it like it was a true sonar. 
Okay. And there had to be like a single point of sound, and then he would it would take a second for the information to get back to him. But this movie handles it way better, where it's just and he he straight up acknowledges that it's just a constant barrage of information from every sense, and so yeah. he essentially can see all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's you haven't gotten there yet. Willie has. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a pretty good moment later with a with his talking about what he can see and what he can't see. But okay. I think it's if from a production standpoint, it's it's so cool because totally. all these weird like tilt shift lenses and all this like weird perspective stuff to put him huge in the foreground, like his ear, and then like characters in the background and like making the focus only be in a certain area, so you can you kind of are guided and go, okay, I, I understand this. And I think that's great. Again, damn it, you haven't gotten there. There's a really good part where he he begins to run down how he he acts a lot like Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock at times, where he's able to understand things about people as soon as they walk into a room or before they even get into a room. And that's always been an element of that character, part of what makes him so interesting that he works in like the legal field and, and he's able to deduce so much information immediately that he probably should have been a detective instead of a lawyer. But uh, that was one thing I definitely wanted more of was more of the daredevil, like hands on crime, like him visiting crime scenes and like feeling like the heat from where someone, the was, someone was standing and like being able to detect, you know, temperature shifts here and like all that kind of stuff and run his hands over something and feel like where a knife was sitting and him, Getting his own information. They did that in the movie, actually, and it was pretty cool. Then the director's cut. Mm-hmm. They had him visit a crime scene and kind of smell like where there was a blood stain that they thought was gone, but he smells the one molecule of bleach that's still there. <laughs> well, I'm kind of okay with them not doing that too much because it does set it apart from the CSI kind of show and to kind of get it away from that. I know it would be different because obviously it's a blind guy who's learning more about it than the CSI text did. But I like I'm almost okay. Like to be honest, I would have been cool with more courtroom drama. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. See, I like that. I think that's again why I like the first few episodes so much is we get yeah. the awesome courtroom scene and we get a little more about the because the duality of Daredevil as lawyer and vigilante is one of the best aspects of that character. Of him. Well, that and then I think the the Catholicism and the symbolism of the devil itself and then, yeah. yeah, there's good mm. stuff going on there. Not there yet. Well, Maybe no, I'm just more. saying there's there's that. He, you know, he refers. Somebody refers to as letting the devil out when he talks about his dad, yeah. and they do, obviously, they do obviously eventually he's going to dress up in a devil costume. I don't think that's a huge spoiler. Yeah. Um, and what meeting with the with the priest that he, he meets with and stuff, you know, it's yeah. There, there is more of that. That's a cool. And I think your next yeah. episode, there's a big, big info cool. dump on that, Good. which again it was something I was really craving around like episode eight or nine, and I think that maybe had the show smeared all that out a little bit over like a cast a wider net with where they were going to address mm-hmm. that instead of being like episode about this episode about that right and it's i think it's part of the nature of having a season that's going to set up your characters you have to wait for a lot of that really good stuff you know about the character to happen later because they're like we have to establish them first which i get yeah. but at the same time i'm really impatient like show me <laughs> show me the, the things i know you're capable of yeah so any more spoilery thoughts just a couple of things Easter okay one, uh, I, I won't do that now. We, we're running a little long. So. We'll say, and we can save that for the, the full wrap-up. I will say there was one particular Easter egg that is in the show, and I can't remember if it's actually... No, it's after episode eight, but I'm gonna, not going to say what it is, but that made me poop my pants. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say. Um, and, oh. Is that Travel the Kunlun poster? <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. That would be so dumb. <laughs> That's so cool. Kunlun Express. No, it's, like, and, it's like the posters in Murray's office in Flight of the Concords. It's fun in the sun in Kunlun. <laughs> there's some interesting theories out there about something that I'd like to talk to I told you, there's people one, here about there's, at some point. There's one coming up for you that you are gonna, you're going to rocket through your ceiling and run away down the street. You're going to be so excited. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so uh, the other thing is we got to talk about the head smash real quick. Ooh. I think that's episode four, the end of episode yep. four. Yes. So we, get, we, we got what I wanted to begin with. We did not get introduced to the Kingpin until about three episodes in, which I totally dug. You build up the you character get, get through him, hearsay. You through, get him at the end of two, but there's no real I think it's series. three. It's at the end of I thought it was three, yeah. Three yeah. is when you see him. I thought two in the was two has his, or in the art gallery. I thought two was the, the art gallery. You hear his but. voice on the phone before that, I believe. Yes. Hmm. But okay. I, no, I, yeah, love I the remember it was build. three because I'm like, Willie specifically said he wanted him in three. So I'm like, wow. Hmm. I was a nice. guess. I did not know that. So, <laughs> um, so I, I like that they build this mythical figure <laughs> of the kingpin before... 
They introduced him. I dug that. Now, I initially said, man, I can't wait till the Kingpin shows up and he's going to show up and basically kick down a wall and just crush a couple heads and that's going to be his intro and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man. I was so wrong. Yeah, that's what I pictured. I was so wrong. It's in a red jumpsuit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so wrong because introducing him, they've built this mythical figure of, of, of Wilson Fisk up, right? Or the unseen, whatever he is. The employer. This point. And then you see him and it's like, oh, it's kind of a... Just a quiet, big, bald, quiet dude in an art gallery, you know. I mean, obviously, I know better, but it's interesting, I think, as a viewer to yeah. be introduced that way. Like, oh, he's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> um, so, and then... And Special then, guest Jay Leno on the podcast. <laughs> and then uh, you are introduced to the fact... You know something bad is going to happen. And you know that that, that poor, sad Russian man is going to be killed somehow. But you never expect it to be like that. I mean, it's that's the one time where where I what I was referring to earlier with getting a little too violent, maybe. But at the same time, God, does it set up how fucking deranged this guy can be? Yeah. I mean, he smushes that guy's head. Did we into get a count? Nothing. Did we get a count? It's on door slams? at least a dozen times. Yeah, yeah. it oh, was twice that. I would yeah. say. Yeah. It's, it goes on for so long. It's insane. But, uh, There's no uh, head left. What's his face? Wesley has to leave the car. Yeah. He's like, okay, all right, I'm just going to step out. He's still composed, uh, but oh, he yeah. leaves the car. Which was but, also terrifying. And I yeah. love that because it's a temper tantrum. Like, he's literally having a temper tantrum right there. Like, he's upset that his dinner date got, got interrupted. That he was embarrassed in front yeah. of someone. It, yeah. It's a little yeah. kid thing. It, it's a, it, I love it. That, that, yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to bring up the head smash because, holy shit. Yeah, that was Disney-owned production, boys. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's when there. you know this guy is is he's to be <laughs> feared. Right he's said, playing for high stakes. Coach said this show is taking itself fairly seriously right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kept saying I wanted Kingpin to just crush someone's skull with his bare hands. Like that for some reason. For some reason, that feels like the kingpin signature move. And when I was texting Gojo about the door slam, he just goes close to a skull crush, and I was like, "Yeah, it's true." (laughs) Yeah. And uh, no, okay, I was going to jump ahead of you guys where you guys are, but I won't. Uh, There was he did something that was at one point that you almost thought he was going to do a skull crush, but he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, (gasps) "No, skull crush coming." Um, No. Got uh, spoilers. I don't know what to talk about in spoilers. Um, uh, I mean, apart from stick, obviously. Jesus, that it was incredible. Stick was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, as somebody who doesn't know anything really about Daredevil or the people in his life or the people in his stories, um, this I, I am just I, I love it. It's great. Um, and this the show it at times it it does things that I never expected it to do. Yeah, uh, and that it just. It was it was very impressive because I I was thrown off balance for the rest of it because I'm like I don't know who is integral to the Daredevil story I don't know if they're gonna make it through now uh, I don't know what I don't know anything that's gonna happen I'm like oh yeah. um, so this it was even though the la- the later half of the series is not as strong it's still really good and it really kept me uh, it really kept me um, engaged throughout like I just powered through it in one day. Um, uh, the the thing about the first half of the season is they do a, it's a lot more innovative uh, as far as um, the, like the the long take at the end of the yeah. second episode or the the courtroom stuff. Uh, they have really solid ideas about about uh, their show there, and in the second half, it kind of they it doesn't move away from that, but it becomes a little more uh, broad strokes. Um, okay. So, but still, everything was amazing throughout. All right. Yeah. I think that wraps up the Daredevil discussion for now. Uh, tune in later in the next week or two when we'll have our full spoiler cast for Daredevil. Uh, but other than that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Write us, let us know what you think of the show or the things that we talk about. At MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine. 248-7335-MFN is where you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail. We might talk about it on the show. That's 248-735-636. And uh, please use amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com to do all of your Amazon shopping because you will support the Midwest Podcast Network and all the stuff that we do. Uh, next week, not entirely certain what we're doing. Uh, we didn't get a big chance to talk about Ben Yurick, but 
Maybe we'll have more well, to that, say uh, about him yeah. in the spoiler Terry. Oh, we will talk about Terry. news personified. Yurik Terry. Yes. <laughs> news, news as it's known. Yurik Terry, yeah. Um, God, what a champ. Next week, I don't really know what we're doing. I'm hoping Ex Machina makes it to us soon. If it doesn't make it to us this weekend, there's a small chance that we'll just do the boiler, the the Daredevil total spoiler cast next week. So Boom. stay tuned. Find out. That thing I've been teasing is coming. Yes, Willie's Willie's pet project is coming soon. Yes. Um, if not this weekend, then next weekend for sure, but probably this weekend. So keep an eye out in the Midwest Film Nerds podcast feed. But other than that... It's going to be golden. Yes. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, an episode on Bloodborne from the Midwest Game Nerds should be up in that feed at any day now. So keep nice. an eye out for that. It was recorded. It'll make it there soon. That's about it. Kylex Y, go watch Netflix. Stick. <laughs>